Today I would like to speak about Kiddush on Shabbat. God once said, Zohar Yom HaShabbat Lekadsho. Okay, commemorate the day of the Shabbat in order to sanctify it. So this is the, the Rambam's comment in, in Hilchot Shabbat, Perak Chavtet. He says, Mitzvah Rasei Mina Torah Lekadesh HaShabbat Bidvarim. Shenemar Zohar Yom HaShabbat Lekadsho. Okay, that's, it's a mitzvah in Torah to sanctify the day of Shabbat with verbally. Kolomar zachreihu zachirat shevach lekidush. Okay, for tzorich lezachir beknisato ubiyitziato. One must commemorate the Shabbat when it comes in and when it when it exits. Beknisato bekidush ayom ubiyitziato bahavdala. Okay, so from the Rambam, it's mashma that havdala as well is a mitzvah diraita. Um, there are uh, other Rishonim that a Chol can hold that Havdol is not a Diraita. But in any case, Kiddush Belel Shabbat is definitely Minat Torah. Um, Kiddush Bayom, on the other hand, is Midrabanan. That's why it's called Kiddusha Rabba. Why is it Kiddusha Rabba? Excellent. Lashon Sagi Nahar. Euphemism. Okay? Meaning, it's not so Rabba, really. And the truth is, the Kiddush Hayom doesn't really consist of anything more than opening up the, the meal with wine. There's no real Nusach to Kiddush Hayom. And that's why it's really enough to just make a Bari Priyagafen and then drink the wine and then wash and, 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 and make a mozi. Um, I believe it was that Rizal some 400 years ago that uh, invented saying the psukim beforehand um, on, on, on the wine, then that's why you might find people shortcutting the psukim. Some people do the long nusach, some people do the short, some do the very, very, very short. Because Mikra did, you just, you just uh, basically mean kovei the suda alayayin. It's not the same thing as kiddush. Kiddush at night, however, uh, you could be medayi from Hashem the Rambam, is primarily the verbal act. It's not the not the wine. The wine is a, is something that the Rabbanan added to give a certain significance. Why do you suppose Rabbanan decided to grab wine to add significance, and how does it add significance? So Chaim will tell you that once upon a time, I used to get the Newsweek magazine to my home. Because I wanted to know what was happening in the world. And I really read it from cover to cover, even things that no normal human being would ever read. Um, but but I read it from cover to cover. I knew what was going on. So in one time, one year, they had a pull-out advertising section, uh, the greatest bars in the world. So I said, okay, I'll read it. And it, it's, it's a funny thing. You never know where you'll pick up a tidbit of, of, of relevant information. Um, anyway, the point of the great bars of the world was just an excuse to sell wine and liquor uh, advertisements, but they filled it with like little fluffy articles in between the advertisements. And one of the names, one of the um, articles was, what is the origin of a toast? Okay, and they spoke about toast and what a toast is, and, that. and then the maskana of the article was, it was a very long article, that the earliest record of a toast is the Jewish tradition of making Kiddush on Friday night. Okay, and I, and, I, and I stopped and I thought about the parallel between the toast and the Kiddush on Friday night, and what the article was saying was basically 
that if you want people, you want to say something of significance or something that people will listen to, you list, lift up something important, something of significance. And what more important thing than, than a cup of wine? A cup of wine is, is one of the centers of the, uh, uh, of the meal. So the article claimed that that was the significance of, of raising, you know, making a toast to the queen. You say, long live the queen. You raise your, your, your glass and... And you say, long live the queen. And according to the Swara, the theory of this article, that's indeed the essence of what Kiddush is about, uh, way before the queen, way, way before the queen, right? Um, and it, very, it could be, it's a very good Swara. But the, the main part of the Kiddush is, is the text that you're saying, uh, recognizing that, that Shabbat is coming in. Women are just as mechuyah for Kiddush as men. You might ask, it's a mitzvah ha'seshah as mangram, and the answer is because of Zohar v'shomor. Zohar v'shomor b'dibur achad, Chazal learned that misha mechuyah v'shomor is mechuyah in Zohar. So since women are mechuyah in mitzvah lotah, say that have to do with Shabbat, therefore they're mechuyah in mitzvah ha'seshah as Shabbat, and therefore they're mechuyah in mitzvah um, in Kiddush. So why is the custom that women do Kiddush in general? Why is it? I could only, I could only, you know, guess. why it is. Oh, you want to guess? Huh? Uh, I don't really know. What's the point? What's the point in conjecture? The the tradition is that men make Kiddush, uh, but Meikra Din, women could, you know, could and do make Kiddush. I personally prefer, you know, tradition. I'm a very traditional guy. That's what kept the fiddler on the roof, you know. Yes? It could be. There are all kinds of theories. It could be. That's a theory, yes. Then why do you not make tradition follow? I'll get to it. I'll get to it in a moment. But but you could figure it on your own. It's a similar idea. Yes, Ben? So, so what would it be? Could be Motsi a man. Yes, technically yes. But again, but again, I, I, I would like to put a plea in for tradition. You don't want things crumbling apart. You really don't want. You want to hold on to tradition. You know. So I would tell you, my advice is to you: hold on to tradition, but realize that the ikur din is the ikur din. You know. Yes, Sam. Does the man's act of saying how much water is a woman's act of playing candles in fact be a theater of Kiddush, which is really recognizing that child is coming? No, interesting. You, you want to say that maybe it's like kind of like a division of labor? That's your theory? No, I mean, you were saying employees are economic. Huh? You were saying how um, at night, you know, the theater really comes from saying verses, which is like recognizing the child is here now. But by a man saying how much water, the woman. Oh, that's a very good question. Besides the man and the woman thing, I, 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 the can, lighting the candles is also an interesting question. Why is that women get to light oh, the candles? No, this wasn't like, they but, kind of just like, they each do it in a different way. Right, but I think you're raising a very interesting question. If I'm being Mekhaim, the mitzvah, the writer of recognizing that, 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 that Shabbos is coming in, when, when I say Kiddush, Surely I've already done that by saying Vayachulu in davening. I, already, I said it twice already in davening, recognizing the Shabbos is coming in. I discharged my Chiyuv Diraita, which doesn't require a kos, and now I'm an Einu Mechuyav Bedavar. And if, if when you come home you have you know, women that don't daven in shul, because some do and some don't, 
So then the truth is, the woman is more mechuyav on a higher level of chiyav over the right than you are. And the Achronim asked that question. And so some answer, I think Mishnah Brewer's answer is that it's almost automatic. Since you know every night you're going to be going home to make Kiddush, it's as though you have negative kavana when you're saying Vayichulu. Even though you don't actually have Vayichulu, but your normal act that you're going to make Kiddush and you see Kiddush as being the main thing, so saying the Vayichulu in Shul, even though you say it twice, is not an act of real Kabbalat Shabbat. But there are some Achronim that say you should specifically have negative kavana. Okay? Um, actually, it's actually Mishabura says it's preferable to have negative kavana. Uh, although the Magen Avram says, even if you don't have negative kavana, and Mishabura quotes Magen Avram as well, that it's okay as well. Yes, Sam? So if you make your own Shabbos, but you say uh, Hulu with negative kavana, theoretically, can you do Malacha after that point? Because you haven't really accepted Shabbos. Oh, an early Shabbos. Yeah. And then Vayichu- um, look. Probably, it's a little bit sticky because, you, in other words, by, da- by davening Mariv, as so you're recognizing it's night. It's a little bit sticky. I wouldn't say that it's okay, but I understand where you're coming from. Yes? Are you? Can you be Yotir uh, of being Shabbat with lighting the candles? No. No, 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 no. I'll tell you why. Lighting candles. It's a separate point. Lighting candles is kashalom bayit. It's, it's not not really an act act of being uh, of being makabel shabbat necessarily. Are there any other actions? But, but a per- yes, yes. The, the halacha is a person. The truth is, a person should be makabel shabbos uh, a few a minute before shkiyat chama. Okay, saying I'm makabel shabbat doesn't necessarily mean that you're being makadesh shabbat. And there was recognizing. I'm now. I now to say. I now accept Shabbat on myself. That a person should do because there's an inyan of Tosef at Shabbat. So there's a difference between Kabbalat Shabbat and, and Kiddush. Kiddush is to be mekadesh to the Shabbat and 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 make make the pronouncement. You know, it's Kadosh, Kadosh Baruch and why, etc., etc. That you see in the Pesukim. Okay. All right. Yes, sir. What is the Hadera night and morning or night and day? Not with you. When, at what point are you not able to make Kiddush? How how early could you be Makabash or how late could you? How late can you make Kiddush? How late could you make Kiddush? Oh, um, if you didn't make Kiddush the night before, you would make uh, Kiddush the, the, in the day. If, if, if for whatever weird reason you would. And that would be me right? Yeah, I think so. I so, believe so. I could double check it, but I believe so. Especially the Mr. Darabana just to make it a second time? Or it's. What are you talking about? What What's the Mitzvah Oh, Kiddush Bayom? Yeah. Kiddush Bayom is, is because you want to be Misadar, the, the Suda Alayayim, and, and Bayleth is the main thing. It's not really to be Mikash today because it's in the middle of the day. You're supposed to do it like the Rambam said, and it's coming in and it's going out, Luchatila. So if you, did it, if you didn't make Kiddush at night, you'd make Kiddush both at the same time? Okay? Right. Yeah, yeah. Sam? Um, if a person did, when he said by the Kulu, a man had Kuvana to accept Shabbos, and then he realized he shouldn't have, can he still be Moses' wife? No. No, if a person said to himself, I'm not, no, again, there's not a difference, there's a difference between accepting Shabbos mm-hmm. and making Kiddush. Kiddush is with Zachreo Alapeh, is to make a pronouncement of a Yehuah, Shemayim, etc., etc. To say to yourself, or even not to say to yourself, to think to yourself, I'm not Makabal Shabbos on myself, that's Kabbalah Shabbat. 
Once you do that, it's also to do malacha. So if you say the words, I'm now Makabal Shabbat, it, it's it. It's also to do malacha. So what is the kavanah that one should not have when he says that? I don't want to be Makabal Shabbat. says Kiddush. It shouldn't be for Kiddush. Okay. Um, let's talk about the coast. Okay. The size of the coast. The size of a coast should be a revit. How much is a revit, you, you would ask? You should ask. One and a half beitza. How big is a beitza, you, you might ask? How much is a beitza? Well, the Gemara in two different places, it's not clear how big a beitza is. One would say, what do you mean? Look at an egg. And you would see. But there's a stira in the, in, in the Gemara. There's one place where the Gemara measures a beitza in terms of a revius, meaning working it backwards, and saying the size of a revius is 2.7 by 2.7 by 2.7 etzvot. That's 2.7 etzvot cubed. Did I say 4? Did I say 4? Cubed, I meant. 2.7 etzvot cubed. And another place that the Gemara talks about figuring the size of a beitzah, or actually a revius, based on, based on the sizes of dates. In any case, um, the rivash experimented and compared the two. The Rivash was like very, very early Akram, or, or maybe you can call him a late Rishon, according to some, but, but he experimented and he said, it doesn't jive, it doesn't work. Okay? The Etzpa thing is almost double in volume the, the date thing. And it's almost double the volume of an actual egg. He couldn't figure it out. And uh, I think it was a note of Yehuda uh, after him, uh, quite a while after him, the Nodabi Yehuda said, maybe Nishtana Habriot, maybe, you know, like, people just got, you know, bigger, or, or eggs got smaller, or eggs got bigger, or whatever it is, and Nodabi said, you should be Machmir. In other words, go like the larger of uh, the Cheshbon, be Machmir. Um, the Chazonish was the one that pronounced the possibility that since the Nodabi Yehuda was like the God of Lador in his time, and he said that all these things should be doubled, meaning a kazayit should be doubled, and a nebuchadnezzar should be doubled, etc., that maybe that has like a din of a bet din. He said maybe. He raised it as a query, as a possibility. He didn't believe it full-heartedly. No, he didn't hold that a kazayit is really doubled out of a kazayit, or a basis of the ikra din. He wouldn't be nakel in that, in that, in that direction. The ikra din, he, he believed that the size of a, an olive is an olive, and the size of a, a beitza is a beitza. Okay, uh, I saw a, a letter from the, from the Kielas Yaakov, who was a Talmud of the Chazonish, that said that the Chazonish felt Mikra Din, the regular size is the size. I think we might have discussed a little bit about it when we spoke about, right, when we spoke about an etrog, right? I told you the, the famous story of the, of the Shir Chazonish. But uh, did I tell you um, the finger cheshpen also? Okay, so I'll put away my fingers and I'll continue. According, according to most of the world, no, no, sorry. According to most of the according to most of the world, a reviat is one and a half beitzim, and a beitzah is more or less the size of an egg that we have now. And therefore, according to Rove Rove Poskim, it's eighty six milliliters is a revius. That's the minig Yerushalayim. That's the minig of Mosachronim. Okay, eighty six. That's the norm. The Shir Chazonish, which is where he suggested to almost double it, is one hundred and fifty milliliters. Based on that, and that known to be Yehuda. Okay? Pardon me? As a beta or a revius? Revius. 
Ruvius. Okay? Um, if you take one of those plastic disposable cups, just to give you an idea, like the, that you have in, in, in yeshiva, those plastic disposable cups, that's approximately 180, maybe 200. I, would, I guess it's probably 180 cc's. Okay? Um, all you need is 86 cc's. It's a little bit less than half of one of those plastic cups. Is a Ravius. Yes, milliliter cc, I'm sorry. Okay? That cup, that cup is probably like 200. If you look on the bottom, maybe it says. Make sure it's empty, though, first. All right. Um, what if a person, what if a person makes Kiddush on less than 86 cc's? So the halacha is, he wasn't Yotze. And he has to make Kiddush again. And it's quite common that sometimes you see people making Kiddush on a little shot glass. They use to make Kiddush on a little shot glass. Now, what is it that you could use for Kiddush? I'm going to get into a little in a moment, a little bit later, what you could be using. But whatever it is you use, you have to have a Revius. And again, if you have less than a Revius, you're not Yotze. Now, what could save a person that perhaps use a closest less than a Revius? If he has a bottle of wine on the table, and he plans on drinking from that wine afterwards, according to most poskim, b'diyevri was Yotze. In other words, that wine that he's going to drink later is somehow mitztarev to the shear, and I wouldn't tell you you have to go ahead and uh, make Kiddush a second time. But if you don't have such a plan, then you have to go ahead and you have to make Kiddush again. My father, Olav Shalom, Hareini Kaparat Mishkavo, when he first came to Long Beach, so very early on, he was invited to one of the shuls in Long Beach, um, as a, whatever, guess something or other, and then after Shul they had a, a Kiddush, and they didn't, they, they asked him, would you make Kiddush for us? So he said, okay, and they put in front of him a shot glass, and, and, and they started to fill it up with whiskey. He said to them, don't you have any wine? No, no, we don't make Kiddush on wine, we make Kiddush on whiskey. So my father says, well, you know, the cup is too small, it's not a sheer. So they brought him a full-size cup, and he made Kiddush on, on, on the whiskey. He said, in his entire life, there was nothing that gained him more respect than that Kiddush. <laughs> That's what he used to say. Rabbi, so the, the shir for Kiddush, Kiddush or Rabbi, is the same as Kiddush? Yes, yes, we'll get to in a moment. Um, when you start with the wine bottle, you have to drink from it after. How much do you have to have in mind to drink from it? Not very much. It's not very much. Revius is not much. Well, I'm saying if you just have a drip out that. No, then, then it wouldn't help you. Then it wouldn't help you. No, um. There, there are all the old that are making. That's the reliable Excellent. So, Noam wants to be Mlamid's foot for all the old timers that, that use a small shot glass for Kiddush. Usually they do it for Kiddush Hayom, so it's not as, as a serious a thing. There's a Taz that can't figure out where this minute of using little, small amounts for. Where does, where does it come from? And the Taz says, the only way I can be Mlamit Schut is to say that whiskey is like a super concentrated wine. It's like you have like detergents, you have like ultra, we use just like a capful. So the Taz said that it may be that as a super concentrated wine to try to be Mlamit Schut. Um, the Taz, the Turizov. Okay. Yes, sir. Does that mean that if someone says Kiddush you have you should have in mind being Yotzei with their Kiddush, even though you're gonna, even though you should be Yotzei with someone else's Kiddush, 
in the cases of like the yeshiva where you don't have the opportunity to drink enough wine or grapefruit. You don't have to drink any wine. The Makadish has to drink. Yeah, but if you want to say for yourself, you would have to have a revit. So it's yeah, to be you have to have a revit, yes. Okay? All right, you have to drink a Moli Lugmav. A Moli Lugmav, depending on how big your cheeks are, somewhere between 24 and 35 cc's. Okay? All right. Yes, sir? Um, so, just when you say you plan on drinking the wine later, it has to be that meal? Yes, absolutely. With the Kiddush. No, right there. Yeah, with the Kiddush. And with the Kiddush. And when you have to actually drink it? Yes. Yes. When you have to drink a Lugma, when you have to drink a Revius? You never. You never have to drink Revius. Okay. Let's go on another thing about the cup. Let's talk about Kos Pagum. Kos Pagum. Okay? Um, the din of Kos Pagum, the halacha of Kos Pagum, is Bidyevid Yoyotse. L'Chavchila, you shouldn't use a Kos Pagum. What is a Kos Pagum, you ask yourself? And here there are three different versions, dinim, of Kos Pagum. One is if a person drank from that very Kos of wine. Okay? A person drank from the wine, so the Yain is Pagum. And the way to fix that, according to most poskim, is if you take some more fresh wine and, and top up the, 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 the Kos even a little bit, even putting a drop of the wine in there, is Metakin Kos Pagum. Another type of kos pagum is if the kos itself is cracked or bent. Even though it holds a revius, but if it's bent or cracked, that's a kos pagum. What if this is like and the you shouldn't use a bent kos, you should use a nice kos. What if it's like modern art type stuff? You mean like it's, a, it's like a cool bent kos type thing. Saying someone smashed it and yeah, created it's like, modern it's like modern, modern, I, don't, I can't explain modern I don't know. Like <laughs> I would pass on it. I would pass on it. Okay, and the last type of kos pagum, which is mentioned by Rav Haigon, is if the kos is not full. A lot of times people don't realize that. That even, let's say you have a kos that holds a revius and a half. You have to fill it up to the top. Okay, because if it's not filled to the top, it's pagum. Now, what is the top? Is it literally that it, that it has to be like with surface tension above the top of the rim of the, the, the cup? So there are some that hold that. In bells, as an example, they're makbid to fill up the coast as a simon bracha that it should be overflowing, meaning it should be above the rim of the, of the coast. But the din of, of coast pagum means that anybody looking at it would look at it and say that's a full coast. They wouldn't say that there's something missing. Yes? Pour the wine into another coast. Won't help you. Won't help you because the yain is pagum. Precisely, precisely. Adding water, according to some, helps. You shouldn't use water chachila. Yes. The third opinion of saying that the coast has to be malay. That means you have to use a coast specifically. You can't drink straight from the bottle. You can't make kiddush by drinking straight from the bottle. Yes, I would agree with that. But if I was in a situation that I had no choice, I would say it costs pagum. Is you know I could do I had do what I could do. You be the ever you don't say. A cup that's smaller or the bottle that's too big and not too small. If the coast is not a sheer, then you and you only have you only have the bottle. You would drink from the bottle, yeah. All right. If the bottle's full, why can't you use the bottle? You could if it's full. Uh, I imagine I it might not have a problem of, of being called a coast and this and that, but I, I imagine you could. All right. Another thing that's mentioned. Yes, Ami. Mean, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to that. 
I'm going to get to the whole ceremony, the pouring ceremony, and I'm going to touch on it. Um, another thing that's mentioned in the Gemara by a kos is that a kos needs ituf. Ituf. Ituf means to wrap yourself. Ituf is also something that you find by davening. There's a halacha by Shemona Esrei needs ituf, to wrap yourself. And what it really means is to wear a formal garment, outer garment, when you daven Shemona Esrei and when you make Kiddush. Now, um, people nowadays that don't wear hats or jackets when they daven Shemona Esrei, they are of the, the opinion that the style is not, not, not so formal anymore. And a lot of times you would greet a very, very important person, you wouldn't put a jacket on, or you wouldn't put a hat on. Um, and the Mishaburah says this. Mishaburah says that if you know, the style is not, hats are not in, then you're not chayif to put on a hat for, uh, for, for davening. Okay? Um, and I guess the same thing is true by, by jackets. So those of you who are makbit, and there are some people that are makbit to wear a jacket when you daven Shemun Esrei, you should be makbit to pay, put a jacket on when you uh, make Kiddush. Make Kiddush Same. The same. The same. Formal dress, so to speak. When you make, like, obviously, you're not going to put a suit on the coast, right? When you make... Right. Another din. Another din for the coast is hadacha. You're supposed to rinse out the coast when you make kiddush. Let's say you come late and the kiddush coast was used already. Okay? You shouldn't just fill it up. If you filled it up, it wouldn't be pogum. But there's a din of hadacha. It's a, show, a, showing, a show of kavod, of respect for the mitzvah, is you rinse the coast out with water, with clean water, and then you refill it. Um, that's a din of hadacha. Another din of when it comes to wine is mizug. Mizug means that wine should be dil- diluted. Diluted. Any of you, I'm sure many of you learned Psachim, Arve Psachim, because nowadays in, 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 in high schools, they love to teach Arve Psachim, right? So in Arve Psachim, you learned a little bit of Mizug. Those of you who didn't, Mizug means to dilute the wine. The halacha is, or the minug in the time of the Mishnah, the Gemara, was to dilute the wine where you had something like five parts of water to one part of wine. Some said four to one part of wine, but it was an incredible percentage of water to wine. So, all your Bayim taught you that the wine was more concentrated, or it was thicker. Okay, now, the Rashbam does say that on the daf. Because maybe in time of the Rashbam, they really weren't, didn't do Mizuk anymore. In time of the Rishonim, maybe the norm was to drink it without any water in it. So Rashbam does say that the wine was stronger. Um, as a person who has studied winemaking and actively made wine for over 30 years, I can tell you scientifically, it's impossible for wine to reach greater than 18% alcohol in a natural uh, way without distillation. And in times of the Gemara, they didn't have distillation. So the only the highest possible alcohol content would be 18% alcohol. And, and the average wine now that you drink is 11 and a half. Some desserts wine that is very high might be up to 15%. It's in that ballpark. It's not, you know, I, I know what I'm trying to say is in the alcohol content, our wine is just as strong as the wine it was, you know, back in the time of the Mishnah. It's just as strong. You know, tell me it's thicker, that it had a higher sugar content, would be very, very, very difficult. At least definitely not that, that many times more sugar. It would be very, very difficult. If they let it, let it just, um, um, the water, so to speak, boil out or dry out, 
there wouldn't be any alcohol content, and it could become a syrup, but it would be a syrup with no alcohol at all. So what I'm trying to say is, most probably, in the times of the Mishnah, that's how they drank wine. They, they had water, and they added, you know, a fifth of the amount of wine, and that's how they drank it. And, and the Quran says, you need mizuk. The halacha is that it's preferable you should do mizuk, and just to be yotze, that takana, or kavod for the coast, you should put a certain amount, even a drop of water into the, uh, into the wine and achieve mizuk. Now, the Gemara says that the definition of wine is that it should be red. And the Gemara says, because of the Pasuk of Yayin Ki Yit Adam. And we showed him comment, as example, the Ramban, that white wine is so far inferior that one should not use white wine lechatchila, says the Ramban. Now, the white wines nowadays are, is def, are definitely not inferior, but there are many people that are makbid, when they make Kiddush, they'll make only on red wine. Um, for a while, I, when I had white wine, I would pour a little bit of red wine in, into it to kind of make it red, so I could use the white wine for Kiddush. But I saw, according to some postkim, that might have a problem of tzviya ba'ochlim, and if you're doing it intentionally to make it red, maybe you shouldn't do that. You could you could probably do that. Yes. The point you said about the water—does it matter which way you did? If you put in a drip of water and let in all your wine, is that a problem or not? No, that's fine. That's mizu. That's fine. Yes. Now, um, so it is preferable to use red. Uh, you know, if I if I see a nice good bottle of white wine and I really want to have that wine at the meal, I, I will use white wine for kiddush. But there are quite a few that are makbedafka to have uh, red wine. Another thing that some people are makbed to have is is yayin that's not mevushal. What does that mean? And why would anybody cook wine? So the the, the, the story is like this. Um, in the good old days, when there was real avodazara, there might still be real avodazara, according to some, they would use wine as a sac- sacrificial wine to do uh, all kinds of avodazara. If a guy would would um, have kavana to pour wine for avodazara, so the yain became yain nesach, midiraisa. And obviously that, that became an isra shtia, isra hana, isra everything. Chazal made a gezeira what's called Stam Yenam, but not because of Avodah really, more because they didn't want Jews drinking alcohol together with non-Jews. <coughs> so they made a Gezerah of Stam Yenam, so that if a non-Jew pours wine or touches the wine, even if he doesn't have any Kavanah for Avodah and even if he's technically not an Ovid Avodah he's just a non-Jew, um, there were Gozer that it is a din of Stam Yenam. Now, they, they modeled it after the din of Yainesech. And because they modeled it after the din of Yainesech, Yainesech has the halacha that if you boil it, if it's mavushal, it can't become Yainesech. I mean, Yain. Regular Yain, if it's boiled, can't become Yainesech. And the reason is, because once you boil it, the alcohol is the first thing that evaporates, and it becomes inferior. And it becomes no, no longer fit. As an example, a halacha, it's not fit to mizbeach in the, in the Migdash. Because it, once you boil wine, it becomes inferior. Um, and therefore, it, it, it carried over to the Dindar also by Stam Yenam. And therefore, there are a lot of, there are a lot of makes of wine that are specifically Yain Mavushal, so you don't have a problem non-Jewish waiters pouring at restaurants, at, 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 at weddings, etc., etc., so they use uh, that Yain Mavushal. Now, Rav Shalom Zaman Orbach Zatzal wasn't really known for his Chumras, but one Chumra that he had was 
that yayin mavushal can only be yayin mavushal if the boiling process actually made the wine to be inferior. And most of the of the high end wines nowadays, they 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 it says on the bottle mavushal because it reaches a certain degree of temperature, but they do it with such a process that the wine doesn't lose any flavor. And according to Rosh Zalman, that is not considered yayin mavushal. Most people don't follow that that particular psaqa of Rav Zalman, but Only most is. people like Rav Moshe Feinstein Zatzal and the Dem Sarav felt that at, at lower temperatures um, it's considered Yayim Mavushal. How do you know specifically like, when you open a bottle whether it's going to be the right you could. It says on, if it's Mavushal, it says on the bottle. I think there might be some wines in America that might not say it, but it is Mavushal, but generally it's, in Israel for sure it says on the bottle. Yes. Another thing that has to do with wine is the Rambam holds that if you have wine and you added okay, honey, or any sweetener into the wine, and nowadays it would be sugar, whatever it is, the Rambam held that also shouldn't be used for Kiddush. The Rambam held, the Rambam held Mavushal shouldn't be used for Kiddush, and something that, that's sweetened shouldn't be used for Kiddush. Now there are some cheaper wines, like Pachat Mordechai is an example, that they actually use sugar as part of the process, and according to the Rambam, you shouldn't be using that. The Rambam, uh, Maimonides with an M. What about grape juice? Grape juice is okay, but grape juice, grape juice is pasteurized and it's always mavushal. So according to the Rambam, l'chachila, you shouldn't use a grape juice. Rav Lichtenstein uses grape juice. L'chachila. This is an endorsement. Huh? Are you offering me? What do you mean? What about Bartimaeus? Huh? I don't know that there's sugar added there. Does it say sugar added? That doesn't mean anything, by the way. 5% alcohol doesn't mean that they add water. 5% alcohol means that they stop the fermentation at 5%. Is that okay? That's fine. That's fine. Grape juice is fine. All these things are fine. Okay? Okay. Yes, sir. He likes grape juice more than wine. He prefers using grape juice for kiddush because he likes it better than wine. Okay, now back to our show. Pachad Mordechai cannot be bought. The only way you could get your hands on Pachad Mordechai is if you A, station on a bed, and B, help in the making of Pachat Mordechai. It's a pretty expensive wine, if you think about it. Okay. Um, another din on the coast. Another din on the coast, or let's say we'll move on from the coast, the actual act of, uh, of the Kiddush. How many of you have a minute of sitting on the night, on, on Kiddush, during the Kiddush Friday night? The whole time. The whole time. Okay? How many of you stand the entire time? How many of you... No, no, no. During the... During the, the what, what's recited. How many of you sit down in the middle of the recitation of Kiddush? Okay. Now let me try to explain what it's all about. I'll explain what it's about, but halacha, you should do whatever your father does. That's what you should do. Um, the svara of, of standing is is because you're giving edut. You're giving edut that a Kaddish Baruch Hu created the, the world in six days, Yom Hashvi, Shavat, Vinafash, and because of that edut, uh, that's the union of standing. 
The union of sitting is to create kfiut, a certain permanence, uh, to be kovea suda, to, to sit down. Be kovea suda, kovea makom. And when you sit, you kovea makom. It's preferable, even if your minig is to stand during reciting of a kiddush, it is preferable to sit when you drink it. And this way you could get the kvius in, you know, um, when you drink it. It is better. Now what if you're at a kiddush in young Israel of wherever, and there aren't any seats around? Okay? It's preferable to look around the room, look for a seat before you drink the wine. Okay? Or, you know, I think almost everybody... Wait, how many of you stand during the day? They stand during Kiddush of the day? Really? Okay. So it's, it's less common, but when you're drinking the wine, it's preferable to sit. If you can sit, so the Mogan of Ram says, by standing in one place and not moving around, that becomes uh, a, a type of kfiut, and it's important, by the way, during the Kiddush, when you hear the person saying Kiddush in young Israel, that you stand in one place uh, while, while he's making Kiddush until after he drinks. Okay. Now, some... Some people start Kiddush by saying, Yom HaShishi Vaychul HaShemayim. Right? Yes. And some people have a minute of saying, Vayher Vayvoke. And some people have a minute of saying, Vayher Vayvoke. Now, what is, all, what is that all about? Okay. So, the first minute of Yom HaShishi Vaychul HaShemayim, the reason why you're choosing those words is because the first letter of each one of those words is Shem HaShem, Yud Kei Vav Kei. Yom Hashishi Vayachul Hashamayim. Okay? The second minhag of adding on Vahir Vayvoke Yom Hashishi, okay, like some sofa says, because there's no mashmaut, there's no meaning to just say Yom Hashishi Vayachul Hashamayim. There's no meaning to, to the sentence. It's a nonsensical or a, a fraction of a sentence. So you add on the beginning of the sentence, or not the beginning, but the beginning of the phrase, Vahir Vayvoke Yom Hashishi. Um, the Or Shulchan says it's better to say Vayar Lekimot Kosher Savi Neik Tov Maod Vayar etc. Because that's saying the whole pasuk, and there are many people that are makbid that whole pasuk Shlo Pisek Moshe Rabbeinu Anachnu Lo Paskinon that any any sentence that was not parsed or separated by Moshe Rabbeinu we don't make our own separation. In other words, when you say a pasuk, you quote the whole pasuk. A lot of people don't do that. True, the oilum is a goylum. Okay, right. Hag was another example, by the way. The grow was mocked on that, that not to not to do, you know, broken or re- restructured to say right uh, to say zota farash asam moshel ne Israel. Right. Well, no. Moshe is, is a, a, a section of another possible continuation. Right. So the people that are makbid not to do that. Now, um, another thing that people are makbid not to do, and this is a halacha, by the way, mention the Gemara, mention the Shukhanah, you don't say psukim by heart. That's a Gemara. Okay, Devarim. Pardon me. 
What's ironic? <laughs> I'm saying about that. <laughs> yeah, but you read it for something written. Okay. Now, you all heard about uh, Rabbi Udanasi, right? Yeah. Where he decided that he had the license to write down the Mishnah, even though it was against Halacha. So the limud that is against Halacha is from that, from that drasha. Okay? That dvarim, dvarim yatakotvam, you're not allowed to write them. And, and, and Rabbi Udanasi decided, you gotta, he has to do it, everything will be lost. And then later on, we wrote down Gemara, and later on we wrote down all kinds of other things, but you really, in Tarsha Balpein, you're not supposed to be writing down, you're supposed to be memorizing. The flip side of the same drasha, the same din, is Tarsha Bechtav, you're not allowed to say Balpein, and here there's no excuse, like, why say Balpein? You know, take out a nusach and read it. It's not like, like, like Gemara, we have to save the world by, or Mishnah by, by writing it down. So again, it is proper to be makbid, that when you say Kiddush, you say it from the, from the sitter. What's the heter of those people that don't? So the heter is that perhaps, you know, if, you, if you explain the reason for the drasha, that something Shebechtab, not to say Baal is that Shema, you won't do it accurately. And so therefore, Psukim, that people know by heart, and everybody knows, and it's very, very easy, etc., there's some Achron that explain that therefore you, you're allowed to say those things by heart. Some even say something like Shema, which is quite a bit that you're allowed to say by heart for that reason, because a lot of people know it by, by you know, by, uh, by, by, and they don't need to read it. Uh, but my advice to you is, Psukim, you should always make an effort to read. Always ask for, for, for a Chumish or a Siddur or something. Always make an effort to try to read it, not to say it, uh, um, Balpeh. Could you write them down, Balpeh? The halacha is the halacha is that a sofa that writes a Torah has to be writing it should be writing from ksav. I imagine if you're on a desert island and you don't have such a thing, you have, you have to be resourceful. Maybe you can get away without it. No, I'm saying if I need to say like pasuk, should I write it down? And then, yes. Yes. As silly as that sounds, yes, you would get away with it. I think. Okay. Um, Let's talk a little bit about Kavana by Kiddush. Oi, we don't have any time. We're going to stop here. Have a good evening.